0: And I've been very open about my mental health issues, like um, you know, struggling with anxiety, I've had panic attacks. Like I remember one time, this is how obsessed I was with fitness. I drove down to Clontarf to go for a run, Sunday run day, big thing in the fitness community, but I hadn't meal prepped. I hadn't prepped my food for the week okay. and this stressed me out. I sat in my car, I was having a panic attack because I was like, I either need to meal prep or I need to go for my run. I couldn't, unjumble the thoughts in my brain I was like I couldn't figure out that it's okay just go for a shorter run and then go to the shops or you know forget (laughs) the run and go home and cook your food for the week it's okay to not run but I was so obsessed I ended up crying and I rang my mom and everything and I was like I can't stop overthinking this but um yeah and I've gone to therapy and everything I've been to counselling um for it to help kind of with the overthinking and um Yeah, and I'm totally open to talk about it.
1: Yeah. That's Elisa Luby and this is episode 7 of the Yoga Life podcast. Hello and welcome back. This is Kevin, obviously. Today I have with me another yoga teacher for a change. But the interesting thing about this week's episode is we have Elisa Luby who is a yoga teacher and also a fitness trainer, so a personal trainer. Elisa talks about all kinds of things from mental health, panic attacks, overcoming anxiety to her extreme weight loss journey and her experiences with Weight Watchers. It's a really fun episode. There is uh, opened my eyes to a lot of things I, I didn't know about, um, including Instagram sponsorships and paying for likes and all that skullduggery. Um, so I hope you enjoy it and. Uh, yeah let's get going hey lisa
0: hello kevin how are you i'm great
1: this is our radio voice
0: yes <laughs> i'm dreading uh, listening to it are you nervous a little bit
1: no, that's fair enough
0: i think everyone's nervous about hearing their own voice though
1: yeah especially when it's recorded for essentially the world to hear
0: thanks in, for that in def- <laughs> thank you <laughs> um
1: so thanks for coming
0: you're
1: welcome. Yeah. Um, so when we, when you came in, because we're in my little studio, little podcast studio, um, I was talking to you about Instagram,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which you've actually got a massive following, haven't you? Especially for an Irish person.
0: Yeah, it's decent enough, yeah. yeah.
1: And um, and what I really love about your Instagram is your honesty
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the fact that you keep it quite balanced and uh, and also i I think what's very compelling is and it is it's compelling for for um you know uh, is the uh, is the fact that your your weight loss journey Mm -hmm. um and the before and after which is quite significant Mm -hmm. isn't it your before and after yeah so this is this is something that isn't really a topic in the yoga industry but in the yoga world but it but you cross over don't you between yoga and fitness Mm -hmm. um so without i mean kind of getting into the the meat of it as it were um when did you first realize you kind of weren't happy with your weight i suppose
0: um i was about 24 i think um yeah i just had the normal 20s going out all the time um Drinking too much, I suppose, eating bad food. And then myself and my friend decided that we'd, you know, get up running and we downloaded that couch to 5K and we got out doing that and we joined Weight Watchers to start. Mm. So that kind of helped with portion control, figuring out that, wow, a handful of spaghetti is <laughs> <It's laughs> completely different to what it's supposed to be. What was
1: it? Like Weight Watchers, was it?
0: Yeah, like it teaches you that, like, you know, the long spaghetti. Yeah, you know, you measure it out. One portion is the size of a five cent coin. Oh. Whereas, yeah. Okay. So if you place it on a five cent coin, i get you. Yeah, yeah, um, that was your portion. And mm. it just you were just like, wow, I was so overeating and not even realizing it. Yeah. So we learned that way. And then um, I went to Australia to visit my friend and I came across these girls on TV. they look great they were doing workouts on the beach and i was like oh here are these and they were called tone it up so i got into looking up their videos on youtube and stuff like that and then i joined their nutrition plan this is how my instagram started so it started four years ago now four years ago in november it was literally posting photos of food workouts uh you'd be doing their workouts through youtube following their nutrition plan but i went from being you know i probably went from one step to minus 10 like i went from happy with myself to being obsessed mm. and i dropped a lot of weight and i thought i was great you know i didn't see i thought i was brilliant i was working out twice a day i was working finance uh, in an office job i was getting up at half 4 in the morning to do my workouts before the day i'd come home and i'd feel that if I was working late till eight or nine, I'd still have to come home and do my evening PM workouts or I would disappoint myself.
1: Or two workouts in a day.
0: Yeah. At home now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be following their nutrition plan, um, but I didn't realize, like, the nutrition plan is set up for, I suppose, maybe obese to lose weight. Okay. So, mm. you know, you follow it, you lose a bit of weight and then you kind of get to know and add on food and... You know you get to know your own body and when you're hungry you can eat but i wasn't like that i was like i have to stick to this plan i need mm. to stick to every meal Um, it was probably about 1200 calories a day um and i dropped down to about eight stone from what and um, my heaviest when i first started weight watchers was 11 stone to But that was kind of when I was starting to get into the fitness and running and stuff. So it could have been a bit heavier before that. Um, But yeah, I became obsessed. And one of my before and after photos that I've shown on my Instagram was when I got really skinny. Mm. And I thought I was great. I thought, oh my God, I look brilliant. I'm so slim, you know, and I was so unhealthy looking when you see the difference between then and now. So,
1: So what height are you?
0: five
1: six and you were you're at your happiest weight you were as far as you know you're about 11 stone over
0: 11 stone yeah
1: see um i think what's interesting is that doesn't sound like astronomically large but the shocking fact there is is how skinny you went Mm. and which i think is um people don't even think about that they just think someone who's overweight and then suddenly you can see their abs oh that's great yeah. that's the that's the finish line but what 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 isn't examined is what's happening behind the scenes yeah. are they how does their body function in that picture when they've got abs yeah um so go on
0: yeah and i didn't know much about good health i was vegetarian so i'm vegetarian i haven't had meat in nearly 12 years mm. so i was vegetarian at the time um i didn't have a lot of information around health Um, then I went vegan about three years ago, but, um, yeah, I just went from one end of the spectrum to another and I thought I was, you know, doing well, but then it was when I went to Australia, I I went to Australia for a year. I left corporate finance. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I wasn't happy. So I left us to go to Australia. I did my personal training course in Australia and I kind of, my life just balanced out. And then when I came home from Australia, I did my yoga teacher training. And that's how I've kind of shifted my way into the yoga world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm still, you know, obviously really health conscious, especially being vegan. Um, But yeah, I'm just I don't care about having abs. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) I know, it's crazy how I'd rather
0: be strong and healthy than have. I'm just not into that whole Mm -hmm. scene, even being in the fitness industry.
1: Mm, yeah it's it's bizarre though, isn't it the way they of all the body parts abdominals and uh, seems a large backside carry a lot of weight. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> but um
0: and especially women we carry a lot around there and then you you feel bad for it. It's
1: strange isn't it? Even in
0: my yoga classes I'll say sometimes in shavasana if I'm doing a body scan I'll bring them to their tummy area and I'll be like we all give so much negativity to this area you know send mm-hmm. some positivity down there it holds so many vital organs for us mm-hmm. and all we think about is having a bit of you know something to grab yeah. <laughs> <You Yeah. know? laughs> Like what? it's okay
1: what, what made you realize that eight stone uh, was too light
0: i think it's more just when i look back at the pictures at the time i didn't think i was too skinny we- like i didn't i didn't um i just think for me like it if i'll post a photo of it later um but when you see the difference, like my arms are so slim, I would no meat on my body. Mm-hmm. My whole goal was to be slim and fit into a size, like I remember buying a, a size six pair of pants in pennies or whatever it was and thinking, oh my God, I can fit into a size six. Wow. Yeah. But
1: how, how does it affect you? Because I've never been, well, actually, no, I have been pretty, I've been very skinny. In fact, I, I did similar to you, but I'm not so extreme. Um, but how does it affect you? how did it affect you health-wise to be that skinny was there any side effects
0: um at one point my psoriasis flared back up Mm. so i did the before and after photo in the after photo when i'm really slim i'm i'm in like a black bikini because that's how in the fitness community online i was in you'd post before and after photos in your bikini or whatever you wanted to post in um, and you do all these different challenges so that was the after photo. Mm. And I know I put loads of fake tan on me because I had so much psoriasis on my arms and legs. And I had that back when I was a kid, but it disappeared. Um, but it came back during that time because mm-hmm. of the stress I was putting on my body.
1: Yeah. And um, you may, I've seen on your Instagram, one of your, in your bio about being a mental health advocate. Mm. Where does that come from, that desire to focus on that area?
0: Um, I know every, everyone talks about having anxiety these days. So it's one of those very used words, but I suppose, um, years ago I would, I would suffer a lot with anxiety and stress and it could have been the workforce I was in. I wasn't happy. And I always self doubt. I'm one of those type of people that just kind of self doubts and overthinks things. Um, and I went through something in two thousand and thirteen that kinda sent me into finding myself and I went to Reiki Mm. and I tried to you know, I didn't really know much about it, but I seen it on a I went to River Holistic, their lovely center in Rohini And I went to them and I did the Reiki I did maybe eight sessions of them and it really helped break down barriers for me and it kinda opened me up. Um and I've been very open about my mental health issues like um you know struggling with anxiety i've had panic attacks like i remember one time this is how obsessed i was with fitness i drove down to clontarf to go for a run sunday run day big thing in the fitness community but i hadn't meal prepped i hadn't prepped my food for the week and this stressed me out i sat in my car i was having a panic attack because i was like i either need to meal prep or i need to go for my run i couldn't unjumble the thoughts in my brain. I was like, I couldn't figure out that it's okay. Just go for a shorter run and then go to the shops or, you know, forget (laughs) the run and go home and cook your food for the week. It's okay to not run. But I was so obsessed. I ended up crying and I rang my mom and everything. (laughs) And I was like, I can't stop overthinking this, but, um, yeah. And I've gone to therapy and everything. I've been to counseling, um, for it to help kind of with the overthinking and, um, yeah, and I'm totally open to talk about it. Yeah,
1: but what? What? But in terms of um, the anxiety, like, what caused the anxiety? Was it? So, w- when you were more say overweight, did you have anxiety? The same. No,
0: like when I think back to my early twenties, even my teenager years, I don't, I don't remember really suffering with anxiety. But maybe it wasn't a very spoken about thing. Like I did have diaries and I used to write a lot of them. And obviously as your hormones are changing, you know, you're going through a lot anyway. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until I kind of started to get a bit obsessed with all fitness yeah. that it really started to creep in. Mm-hmm. Um, why, yeah.
1: Why have you decided to move away from the fitness industry? I mean, unless I'm misinterpreting this, but move away from the fitness industry and also into yoga. Uh, is that the cr- mental
0: health side of yoga is what pulled okay. me in
1: because you're doing less fitness classes are you
0: yeah so i came back from australia so i did my personal training course in australia australian institute of fitness yeah so i worked there as an outdoor group trainer which is brilliant i loved it because you're working with big groups where outdoors it wasn't about looking in the mirror it wasn't about flexing it wasn't about how much weight you could lift it was literally outdoors having fun mm. and just having you know the crack although you say the crack to them and they're like because they're Australian <laughs> they just don't get yeah. it <laughs> it was funny but um, yeah so I loved working over there and then I came back here and did my yoga teacher training but in January so I finished my yoga teacher training in December and then I decided to go all in so I got a personal training job and a yoga teaching job all at the same time And it was just too much my heart wasn't in the personal training side of things I loved teaching classes though I love teaching spin and mm. any of the fitness classes because it's, it's more about fun. Mm-hmm. I didn't really enjoy individual work. Um, I just prefer being in groups. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've left that position now, um, but I'm teaching yoga in the gym. Mm. So I'm still within the within the gym, but teaching yoga to the members. Mm. Um, but what, yeah, I don't know. I what, just what don't
1: you enjoy about one to one PT? That means personal training.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes when you PT, when you write PT, they think physical therapist. So you have oh, to differentiate. I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think it was just because it was so specific. Um, Personally, I'm not even into writing my own gym programs. I've actually hired one of my friends to be my personal trainer (laughs) because I couldn't be bothered going in and thinking about my own sessions. I just want to be told what to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? So
0: sitting down and having to think about writing sessions, just I'd rather be planning a class and, um, you know, planning an experience Mm -hmm. rather than what muscle to be flexing or what muscle to be contracting or whatever. You know, I'm just... I just think my, my love for yoga has just taken off and it's skyrocket. And I just don't have the time to spend on the personal training. And, hmm. did,
1: um, when, you, when you were personal training, did you measure people and stuff like this? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And did you weigh them?
0: Yeah. And it's very hard.
1: And take a food diary.
0: Food diary, no. Hmm. I know there might be some out there that do food plans, but I'm not trained to give nutritional advice. I can give, you know, what? you know don't be eating that all the time and eat more greens and stuff like that but i'm not trained to give out food plans so i don't do it um but yeah i'm I'm measuring people i think it hurt me if i was not seeing progress Mm -hmm. for them so you can only imagine how they felt yeah and then you start to think well what's wrong what what are we doing wrong and there is a lot you know there's a lot riding on it and they put a lot there's a lot riding on you as a personal trainer. Um, and it's not that I don't like the responsibility of it. Like, and I love the girls I trained, like I'm still in contact with them now. Um, and I'm hoping to set up a little group with them and we'll go out into a park mm. and exercise. Yeah, that's nice, yeah. Um, but the one-to-one aspect in a gym, mm. it's just not for me, so.
1: Yeah, I, I, think, I think, no, um, I remember when I was personal training, having to measure people, taking the food diary every week, and it was the same cycle every week. What would happen is I'd say, "Okay, so uh, Mary, you've eaten, you know, five donuts yesterday," and, and then we know last week we spoke that donuts weren't necessarily good for you. Trying to be gentle, but the psychology behind it was, well, I had a workout that morning, or. I was in a rush or I didn't have time or I felt bad about my, you know, some, my day was stressful. And it was almost like they would eat excessively the wrong stuff and then go to the gym to punish themselves, mm. not to make themselves stronger, healthier, more flexible, yeah. whatever it may be. And I think that's that's the danger of the fitness industry that it's uh, sort of from a superficial level is that people think the end goal is a six pack. Mm. And what they don't realize is it's, does it does actually make you happy and what, why are you doing, yeah. doing this? Um, so it's, um,
0: it's the mental health side of it as well. Like mm-hmm. it's, it shouldn't, I know people want to aesthetically, you know, feel good and, you know, when they look in the mirror, feel good. Um, but it's like what we teach in our yoga classes about alignment and, you know, all our bodies are different shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't all look the same and postures, just the same. We can't all look the same and we look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then you've got the whole if it fits your macros saga. What does that mean? (laughs) So (laughs) your macro tracking is like your carbs, fats and proteins. And it is really important to make sure you're getting a balanced food groups, you know. But I think the problem is like the donuts. Yeah. If it fits their macros for the day, their calories for the day, they think it's okay.
1: Oh, yes, yes. And
0: yeah, treats are great. Like I have a pizza once a week because I love pizza. If I could have it every day, great. But I know it's not good for me yeah yeah so i have it once a week but then you've got you've got that side of things where they sometimes they will take it a bit too far mm-hmm. they're not thinking internally yeah they're thinking more of the external or you know um it will help me lift heavier yeah yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and,
1: and also they're not thinking about the micronutrients either no. you know you can eat you've getting your source of carbohydrates and donuts as yeah. opposed to potatoes or you know that have potassium in them for example yeah um and uh, then you know, shit's gonna go pear shaped eventually, <laughs> basically. Yeah, like because because that this, this thing of short term goals. I have to look this way for the summer or look this way for a wedding that I'm going to. Yeah, is um, it's a recipe for disaster.
0: Well, that's one of the the plans on in the fitness community I was in. Mm. There's a slim down, it's called, and it there's a five day one and a seven day one. And there's a girl on Instagram, and she's brilliant. Like she's she she takes the plan and she'll go through it and she'll find out all the macronutrients for, it and the calories. So they did one recently, and the seven day plan turned out to be, 800, 900 calories a day. And this is what people are following, mm. for their after photo. And I did that for my oh, after wow. photo in that black bikini like that. Yeah. I'll be in. Yeah. It's it's just the mental. It's just you're just all for that photo or that look in the mirror or, you know, I want to fit into this size mm. jeans and not thinking about your internal health and what you're doing to yourself mentally and physically. Mm. I mean,
1: you know, you have to look a certain way to get clothing sponsorship, for example. Yes. And
0: um, Instagram is all about that.
1: Mm. Yeah. Tell me about that, actually.
0: Yeah. I contacted a company. I've only ever contacted one company to try and get something, you know, to get a partnership going. And they came back to me and said, unless you have, I think it was 600 likes per post, uh, come back to us when you have 600 likes per post and then we'll we'll um, send you out
1: stuff. Mm. Oh, 600 per post.
0: Yeah, I had to have 600 likes per post in order for them to, to do anything with me. Because mm. so this is why people are paying. They're paying to get likes so they can get sponsorship. Oh. They're paying for followers. Mm. Yes.
1: Mm, yeah, I know someone who does that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, it's it's weird because when you go through this person's—I won't say whether male or female—Instagram um, and you look at their followers, it's like you know follower one, two, three, four, and you know it's clearly that sport. Because I did the same when I used to have a YouTube channel. I admit it. I bought a hundred followers. I think it was like five euro, and it was a complete waste of time. Yeah, it was just vanity metrics. Yeah. Um, because uh, just a waste of five euro. Um <laughs> yeah, it's as I was saying to um this chap um I, I had at the podcast last week, uh, Joe Pace, I was saying to him that you're better to have a thousand true fans mm. than eighty thousand that you, the, you yeah. bought. Um but so so you you started Instagram four years ago, mm-hmm. you've got like fourteen thousand followers mm-hmm. and
0: And that number hasn't moved in about a year.
1: Okay. Oh right. so stay it's been static since yeah.
0: the algorithm and everything changed.
1: What, what, how did the algorithm change?
0: I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm not a big math head. I don't. I okay. don't know what happened, but I just know that you know. You need to have a certain amount of hits on a post straight away, mm-hmm. in order for it to come up on someone's newsfeed.
1: Mm.
0: So, like, I have what nearly fifteen thousand followers, but I might only have a hundred likes per post. So someone looked at my page to be like, she must have bought out her followers. But no, I've got my followers about two years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it grew and then Instagram started to change because they want people paying.
1: What did you find was the popular content then for you?
0: Generally the weight loss.
1: Mm. The before and after.
0: Yeah, the before and after pictures. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I used to post a lot when I first started mm-hmm. um, because it was kind of my diary mm-hmm. of my day. Yeah. Um, so I'd be posting up to five times a day, whereas now it's once a day, if even. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I've gotten quite lazy with my Instagram. <laughs> um, I think it, you do a bit though, if you f- like you're reaching some people and it's great, but then if you feel you've, you know, people aren't seeing your posts, it's so hard to stay mm. with it. Like it's hard to get your message out there knowing that no one can see your post. And the stories are good because you get more views nearly on your stories than mm-hmm. your post will get. Mm-hmm. But still, you don't want to be annoying people either.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's a difficult one to, to measure. Um, how do you, uh, how has Instagram helped you in your career, would you say? Has it opened any doors specifically?
0: Um, Not really. <laughs> <laughs> like my Instagram's quite, it's, very personal, so yeah. it hasn't opened any work doors. Yeah, um you know, I have friends all over the world thanks to Instagram and thanks to that fitness community I was in. Mm. You know, like, and I've met up with some of them. I met up with one of them in New York, and she's a great friend. Mm. I only met her once, and I was friends mm. with her online for like two years. So it's great bringing people together that way. Mm. And the fitness communities are great once you take them in a grain of salt and mm. listen to your body, and you know at home workouts are good um, for mm. some people so but just the nutrition side to to be watchful of mm. but um yeah like it hasn't really opened doors in any way i'm just, it's more just a diary and i just mm. Some people just like to follow what I do in my day. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I suppose, I'm not that interesting.
1: <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> but I suppose it holds you holds you accountable. I think
0: Coco's more interesting than I am. your <laughs> dog, right? Yeah. yeah okay.
1: um, I think um, it holds you accountable. That's why you started it as a diary for yourself. Mm. And then if other people look at it uh, for inspiration to see that if you could do it, then possibly they can do it. Mm. Um, but with that, I think that... Um, there's, it's a difficult journey. I mean, mm-hmm. did, so you were, did you actually go on Weight Watchers?
0: I did for a little like, while. Yeah. What,
1: what's that like? What's your, what's your assessment of them?
0: You see, it's changed since I did it. I think, um, I liked it as a starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the main thing I got out of it was portion control of my food. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember at the time, for example, a curly, whirly chocolate bar mm-hmm. was three points and right. a banana was three points so you know I'm doing
1: a face of amusement <laughs> yeah why, why is that How i don't that know work? maybe the
0: sugar in both but yeah you should be choosing the banana over the chocolate i'm doing bar. a face of
1: disgust <laughs> <laughs> but but so they're both three points what well, why wouldn't you choose the curly early?
0: exactly i don't get it either
1: have they changed that since do you think.
0: i think so but i've heard now i don't know i didn't read into it and i didn't research it but i've heard that they're allowing all as much protein as you want to eat Hmm. which can be tough on the body yeah you know you don't need to have that too much um i think fruit is free of points now yes so you could still overeat on your sugars and stuff like that yeah um and affect your insulin levels and stuff so i'm not sure though i can't really comment because i don't mm. know that's just what i've heard
1: yeah what what would you yeah. say then for you as someone who's gone from one extreme to another and is now balanced fairly
0: balanced ish <laughs> <laughs> i am a vegan as well so i'm in you know i'm mm-hmm. i <laughs> you're like oh no no go on so <laughs> nothing so yeah it's it's a balancing act of being a vegan too yeah um you know getting enough protein and um but that's the old age question where'd you get your protein no, from no.
1: yeah true why'd you become vegan the animals Just yeah,
0: the literally animals. i can't handle the what they go through but that's a whole other podcast yeah,
1: that's true yeah <laughs> what so what would you say then is like the main things that helped you to maintain a healthy
0: weight um you know i suppose the 80 20 rule have your treats don't Um, not have something because someone on Instagram says it's bad or um, so definitely have a treat but do try and fill your plate with veggies so I'm even trying to get better at that I'm a vegan that struggles to eat enough veg
1: (laughs) what do you mean bars of tofu or something (laughs) (laughs)
0: enough broccoli Um, Uh, more color on your plate I suppose would be the main thing Mm. Um, yeah um, and just being active you know find something that you enjoy doing don't you know instagram is so all about this big ass and it's like oh my god put it away uh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the fitness industry is all about and strong glutes are great and they're really important for the body and the back mm-hmm. they're the biggest muscle group so you know having them strong is great but mm-hmm. you know you relax you don't need to look like that girl that has probably photoshopped her arse anyway yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <Peace. laughs> sure i imagine there's going to be a huge imbalance in a few years from just people doing glute exercises or like this to isolate that part of your body and just lift your leg a certain way on the weight um it's it's not it's functional well i mean whatever that's they know what they're going for they're looking to get a big r so they can get sponsored i suppose um, so <laughs> which is you know that's that's i'm gonna
0: receive debt threats now <laughs> yeah
1: but i mean it's the same with lads and getting the six pack um that's uh, it's just there's the way the way it is unfortunately. but i
0: think it's just don't aspire to look like someone else have a healthy lifestyle get out and move go mm. for walks If you like running do if you don't like running don't do it like Mm -hmm. don't run because you think you have to Mm -hmm. or because it's a way to lose weight Mm -hmm. don't do it if you don't enjoy it find some sort of fitness that you enjoy go to classes if that's what you enjoy Mm -hmm. um get a trainer if that's what you want Mm -hmm. or go to yoga of course come to yoga (laughs) wink wink.
1: (laughs) (laughs) but but food i think food is no matter you can be active but if you eat crap i think it depends on how active you are, but I think if you get into a habit of eating crap, you're going to look like crap. And I think that a lot of people eat for emotional reasons. I was talking to someone about this yesterday, how we we think of someone who's addicted to heroin. So someone has trauma in their life, emotional trauma, and they become addicted to alcohol, heroin, cigarettes, whatever it may be. And we, we see that as an illness, as someone has this, as a, as a serious addiction. But we don't think of food as an addiction. And how people eat to heal trauma and Mm -hmm. to heal um, for the love that they're not getting from somewhere else Mm -hmm. and that is that is I think yes where yoga comes in because with yoga ideally the the idea is that you accept yourself Mm -hmm. and yes if you if you love yourself more you're gonna more careful about what you put into yourself that sounds weird but what you eat okay <laughs> um what you eat bypass yeah exactly uh, what you eat and um and if you if you feel better about yourself you'll eat better and you'll want to move more and it's a cycle like that but it all starts from how you feel about yourself mm-hmm. not you know the if some um it could be said that if you start from the aesthetic you're you're never going to look like how you want to look the person mm-hmm. in the magazines. Because as you said, you have Photoshop to contest with.
0: And it's hard. It's a hard journey. like mm. You know, it's not easy to like who you are all the time. You know, mm. especially when so much in social media going around um, feeling that you have to look a certain way or be a certain way or like I sometimes go on and I see people with these amazing morning routines and I'm like yeah. I'm in work, like I get up and I go and teach a yoga class, mm-hmm. I have to walk my dog before I go, I have mm-hmm. to eat and it's like if I get up any earlier I won't get a good night's sleep mm-hmm. so it's kind of like well I need my sleep Yeah. And, but then you're feeling bad about yourself because you don't have this morning routine or you don't have this routine in your day and you're a bit and it can really start to you go on a, a downhill from just one simple post that someone posts up, Yeah, especially at the start of your week.
1: But I wonder that that is perspective, isn't it? You may see someone doing something, uh, a, a morning routine, and you can wake up with two attitudes. Does that inspire you or make you feel in in um, inadequate? Mm-hmm. And I think that I remember I broke up with this girl, or she broke up with me, shall I say? I got dumped essentially, and. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to go off Facebook for a year because I was mm-hmm. so uh, like upset
0: I did the same
1: yeah and, and I realised that before Facebook didn't bother me because my life was great and I've, like, I got a nice missus and like everything was well, going well and then because someone doesn't want you they reject you you um, Facebook was suddenly an issue I felt like the thought of me seeing a picture with someone else killed me you know. and um, so I had to go off Facebook for a year so I started and that just that told me that it's not the tool it's not instagram facebook that's the issue it's my own mm. ha- happiness
0: how you react ha- to it how
1: i react to it exactly mm. and it's um understanding that it's just a medium for communication and it can either help you or hinder yeah. you um so i think that's really important to I'm i worry about the kids growing up now who are exposed to social media thinking that that's the only way it, it's supposed to be but i think if they have good parents and they understand that social media mostly tells one side of the story mm-hmm. then you should be fine
0: um, and not all our all our lives are going to be the same like it's okay to have a different pattern to someone else mm-hmm. um, but it's tough when you're looking at someone in the same industry and you compare and all that but yeah like you said it's how you react and respond to situations mm-hmm. is the thing
1: but and, and also as well to to stay within the air to be or uh, true to yourself mm-hmm. for example i i was not athletic at all growing up at all i was a party boy like mm. i was the i was the i was the main party boy of our little group growing up and um when i say the main i don't mean like i was the most popular i just mean <laughs> i like to party the most probably um, but um but my point is i have no gymnastics training i have no fitness training no athletic ability from me when i was young so i look at these guys on like when I first started on Instagram, I looked at Dylan Werner, mm. and I was like, "Oh, this this is a guy that teaches yoga. This is what a male yoga teacher does." And he's standing like one one arm arm but stuff he can do. He's in the top one percent in the world, mm. and I thought, "I can't start an Instagram account. I can't do any of that." Yeah. So what have I got to teach people? And through uh, refining and being true to myself and asking myself what message is most authentic to me, mm-hmm. I'm now coming to uh, finding a. Um, Pattern. A pattern, exactly. Mm. Where you know, I'll post like me doing handstand practice, but I still can't really master a handstand for, for as as well as you know a lot of these top mm-hmm. yoga teachers, and probably maybe never will. Yeah. But I have other things to say. Like that's part of the reason why I started this podcast because mm-hmm. I believe that if you think that the handstand is the end goal, you, you're you're line you're setting yourself up for misery. Mm-hmm but through this communication for this medium we can put across a more balanced message and um and that's another reason why i've started doing more kind of everyday pictures on instagram like yesterday was me and my mum that was yeah. just the impromptu that was lovely, yeah.
0: <laughs> i just
1: I, I would never thought of putting that before my little mum but I, I would never thought of doing that before but um it's but i did relate it to my yoga you know yeah the fact
0: that, but people like to see hmm outside the yoga postures Mm -hmm. what you do every day Mm and my my Instagram would be more like that Mm -hmm. be more me on my way to classes or what classes I'm doing or you know the odd meal I'm eating Mm -hmm. I don't really post about my own practice or Mm -hmm. anything like that Um, my page although I do fear that my page has gone in a different direction than it should have I fear that it's gone too much about my work And I'd like to pull it back away from that and be more about me.
1: You think you've gone a bit too commercial with it? Yeah. Okay. I think
0: I'm kind of, but then it's, it's trying to find a balance between, you know, letting people know about where I'm teaching hmm. and not, (laughs) and not overselling yourself. Yeah. You know, that kind of way, like, I don't want to be one of those people that is like, come, you know, do my class
1: yeah the, I unfollowed followed a guy recently uh, I forget his name but every day on Instagram he's doing stories about check out my new online program it's just constant and he's just there flexing his abs yeah um, and to me that's just so just there's nothing there for me yeah. I mean like it's, it's, it's
0: uh, well, that's okay today yeah, it's that's okay, okay to I mean, follow people I'm sure
1: he's not going to miss one follow of 250,000 <laughs> <laughs> but like, where's Kev gone I'm sure he's sleeping fine tonight but um so it's
0: there might be an app out there that tells them who who follows I them. I know. She's going to come and get me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, so for you, in terms of your Instagram, do you think you'll want to go back to doing more personal stuff now?
0: I think so. I think that's you know, a lot of the people that follow me, um, like i have followed me for four years, mm-hmm. so they know a lot about my life. I'm I'm very open on my Instagram, and a lot of them aren't in Ireland. Mm-hmm. So they're never gonna be coming to my classes anyway. Um I think just keep it to a post of where I am teaching and then go back to being personal. Mm -hmm. Um and that's what I do like to share. I am a bit of an overshare. Yeah,
1: Yeah, but I mean it's um
0: people relate and yeah, they enjoy reading. Um Yeah, yeah, and they've followed me for so long that um and I've made so many friends. Mm -hmm. I have friends in Germany, New York, New Zealand. Yeah. Um, all on the yoga path, actually. A few of them, we've all kind of gone down our uh, yoga teacher training path together. Really? Which is cool, yeah. Out yeah. of the fitness industry.
1: What What do you see, because we were on the yin teacher training together, what, yeah. do you, what do you see as like the next step for you in terms of your evolution?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with yin yoga. Are you? Yeah, I love it.
1: There's not many classes available, though, is there? No. In
0: I've just met, I've just... um started teaching it in the gym whether they like it or not (laughs) 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 my evening classes have turned to yin classes but they're enjoying it um but yeah there's not a lot of slots to teach it and it needs to take off a little bit more but people are still quite in the whole yoga for fitness Mm. rather than the mobility will start to thread in though Mm. i think Mm. a bit more now mobility yeah the mobility you get from you and like they yeah, don't oh realize yeah. that yeah and they don't know what yin yoga is
1: no no so. it, it's I mean it, I mean it, for me as a yoga teacher go into the in teacher training with Josh it was a real eye-opener and mm-hmm. I think things like the fact that your range of motion is determined by the shape of your bones yeah. I mean stuff like that is brilliant to know yeah um, and everyone should know that no matter what activity they do they they should know that Um, but what about from a business point of view are you writing any books or (laughs) starting a podcast my memoir Uh, yeah or I don't know um, anything like that
0: Coco's writing a book (laughs) Um, just building the business I guess Um, I do work alongside I'm working alongside a, a fitness group we're trainers from the gym that i work in but we're setting up our own business um precision i can never say the word precision P- fitness
1: me. that's the name of the, of the company yeah okay training <laughs> pft yeah
0: yeah we'll just stick with that um but yeah that's exciting because that's only starting off and we're looking to get into a lot of corporate training so yoga plus fitness and stuff, bringing it into the workforce, Yeah. especially because that's where I've come from. Mm-hmm. So like I left finance, um, I was in it for eight years. Wow. So I, yeah, I left that to pursue this industry. Mm. So I've left the nine to five and now I'm in the mental areas of yoga teaching.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like it, don't you?
0: I do, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I'm just happy where I am right now. What about
1: retreats or teacher trainings, actually training teachers or anything like that?
0: No, I'd rather educate myself a bit more. I think I'm going to go down the yin path okay. a little bit more. Okay. But I'd like to do an, a 300-hour yoga teacher training mm-hmm. to add on to my 200-hour. Right.
1: And you said that you have booked your work. You did, did you do your workshop yet? You scheduled a workshop to teach, didn't you?
0: oh I'm going to yeah yeah we have I think in Yoga Hub we'll have a beginners one okay in September and then I do want to teach a chaturanga workshop
1: just chaturanga just chaturanga oh wow
0: okay (laughs) I think I think everyone needs to know about how to do that correctly that's true (laughs)
1: absolutely
0: yeah so yeah I'd like to do one on that good yeah that's a good choice and then next workshop I'll do is Josh's Josh Summers, yeah, his Chinese medicine. J-
1: I call him JSON.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> I you're him, on those him. terms. <laughs> the Chinese
1: medicine in Elbrim, yeah. I, I have you put pay for that yet?
0: No, I was like, meant to do it a few days ago, yeah, but I haven't same,
1: done it. Yet. Same, yeah, I might like sign up for that. I've agreed to, yeah, like do it. So, um,
0: and then the meditation one in March, I think, is in. Um hot
1: yoga Dublin. No. No, I mean sorry, Dundrum Dublin.
0: Dublin, yeah. Dublin. that that that, hot yoga one. <laughs> that one, that one. The one in
1: Dundrum. Yeah. Um yeah. The, track. <laughs> yeah, the track. Yeah, the
0: track. Down the M fifty.
1: <laughs> oh well, it's gotta be done. Um Alright, yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. So yeah, it's actually funny what you said on your Instagram post um um uh, about I think I did I did uh, a, a my podcast with i think it was Dev and Kelly and you commented about I, I was I was talking about how no sorry it was with Brian Keane. how oh, yeah. a lot of teachers when I did the advanced teacher training uh, people that were there with way more experience than me were so humble so shy and they they'd say have you done a workshop have you done this? and I just kept putting my hand up and I've got way less experience than the rest of them mm. because and I think that's that's um, and you mentioned that,
0: that yeah no I did I replied and said that I'm I'm still very much in the I don't know enough but it is it's like the fitness industry and the more you learn the more you're like oh my god i need to know everything i don't know enough yeah um so yeah i commented saying that i i i you've kind of given me the the kick i needed and i emailed to set up my workshop so yeah um i'll start on that <laughs> Yeah, that, that's,
1: that, that's so important because it's uh it, it's the same with the podcast people think so you could say like who part of you thinks like, well, who want to listen to me? Yeah. But if you think that way, as a professional, you're yeah. a teacher. Know. <laughs> you are a teacher. <laughs> and if you're a teacher, a
0: teacher. You, you
1: should you should hope that people care what you have to say. Yeah. Because you're a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it's important. I so
0: have a question for you. I'll go on in. <laughs> <laughs> as a teacher, do you find that you suffer with your voice? Because I found recently I've been suffering with my voice. It's getting very horsey. I wonder is there any other yoga teachers that listen to this that have a similar
1: Don't you want a issue? horsey voice though? No. No? <laughs> huh? It's
0: kinda of gets sore.
1: No, I my, my, I think it's because um I think well, this could be but this isn't a sexist thing to say, but I think men have an easier job of projecting their voice because we have larger yeah. chests, large probably more lung power, I imagine. Mm.
0: Um
1: I've noticed that when, when men and female teachers are teaching that women have to, um, put more effort into projecting the voice than men tend to. I definitely do. do. Yeah.
0: I like, I'm not very good. Even when I used mm. to teach the spin classes, I had an issue with getting my voice over the music, you know,
1: mm-hmm. um, but also I think it's, um, learning how to, uh, maybe not speak as much as well. Because yeah. when you first start teaching, you want to show off everything you know. Yeah. And all the little cues that you have.
0: And it's tough to get used to the silence. Definitely. Yeah. In the postures. Yeah. That's okay to not talk. Exactly. <laughs> but yin yoga teaches you that. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you're not going to start chatting for four minutes while they're in a posture.
1: Yeah. So yin may save your voice. <laughs> yeah. But I know. Um, so your question was, how do I look after my voice? Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you do it? No. no. Okay. <laughs>
0: Does anyone, anyone yeah. listen
1: to this? Help! Help! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I, but I am fascinated by voice and by mm. speaking. I am absolutely obsessed with this topic, and I'd actually I'm been looking uh, into getting someone on the podcast who is a communications expert, mm. or even someone who is head of Toastmasters, for example. Yeah. And
0: heard of them
1: don't have to do I've done yoga but just someone who is a professional speaker yeah. and, and learning how you know the economy of your words the tone the yeah. pitch mm-hmm. all of that it, it's if it, it can change your life think of it this way um, Barack Obama mm-hmm. or, or um, who was the other guy I was thinking of great speakers Churchill for example mm-hmm. they may have not they they don't actually go out and fight the wars themselves. They're not the they're not the brave ones. But the way they speak can, can captivate the world, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I think that. Is that your plan? Yeah, New world domination. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that um, learning how to speak well and clearly and uh, is a, is a, is a fascinating area that will get you far in life. Mm-hmm. If you can public speak, you'll always do well.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, I asked the question about the voice on my Instagram last week and I got a few replies and mm -hmm. one was that this girl went to a voice coach to Mm -hmm. learn how to speak from a different part of her I don't know I don't know but from a different way yeah through her I don't know
1: like deeper maybe yeah yeah well the thing is when you speak high, high in your throat you know yourself someone you can sound panicked whereas people like um, uh, a most they prefer. A well, more...
0: you have a real chill voice.
1: Yeah, I suppose.
0: You have a real relaxing voice. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, real giddy like uh, uh, no,
1: no, <laughs> no, you got a good voice too. Um, I think that's just because I'm part of it. Is probably just how conscious I am of it, and mm. I love listening to good speakers. I love listening to Stephen Fry, David Attenborough, mm. um, people like that. And I, c- I cannot listen to, I was saying this to you before when you came in, I cannot listen to podcasts where it's a high-pitched, whiny, n- nasal-type t- t- voice. Mm. And every second word is like, and then they say, do you know what I mean at the end of sentences? Or they drag out words like, and, and, st- and these are all what they call uh, dog words, what you just call them in sales. Whereas you're using these words because you you don't want to be comfortable with the silence. And we're all guilty of it. I say so a lot, mm-hmm. for example. But I think the first step is noticing what you say. Mm-hmm. And then next is trying to refine it. It's not going to come overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: think you do notice when you're teaching, though, what you, your filler words. Filler, Even today yeah. in my classes, I, I noticed. i am there and <laughs> yeah, now we'll, and <laughs> now we'll, and now we'll.
1: I do that too. Yeah. It's like set up, a little set up phrase. Um, but... um. <laughs> If you notice these you're on the right path yes yeah. some people don't at all
0: yeah um,
1: so that's about it really <laughs>
0: okay. did I answer everything fitness related
1: yeah I so mean,
0: be good be healthy be active yeah you know eat balanced drink a lot of water
1: love yourself first yes everything else and there's nothing wrong with, comes from that
0: yeah and there's nothing wrong with being real fluffy about it like I know people are like oh that's cheesy but you know standing in the mirror and repeating in your head you know Mm -hmm. you know telling yourself you love yourself i love you you're great you're gonna have a great day you're a great person Mm -hmm. you know you're a human being um you're a nice person i continuously Mm -hmm. talking to yourself in a positive way can be like really life changing. It is, yeah. I, I have think, to listen to my own advice. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I think it's it's terrible that we have that cynicism in in mm. England, Ireland. I don't think they have that as much in the States. I think in the States are like, today's a great day and have a what they say in America, have a good day. Stuff like that. What no. do we <laughs> do But they, they you know it's like yes we can and oh, yeah. we're very much like a little bit cynical. Um but we shouldn't be about ourselves at least.
0: Mm -hmm. And you don't have to voice it or tell anyone. Just repeat it in your head, like, and, you know, continuously, um, you know, trying every time you have negative thoughts, just changing it to something positive or, you know, I always tell the classes to just watch their reactions, especially teaching yoga in a gym. It's noisy, it's not a yoga studio. So it's like how people react to that noise. Are they getting frustrated? Are they, and just watching throughout your day, how you're reacting to certain things how are you speaking to yourself how you're speaking to others Mm -hmm. um yeah and where you're uh, like i'm going through with my classes at the moment the yoga sutras so every week we'll talk about one of i'm starting with the eight limbs of yoga so we're going from the top to bottom and just teaching them you know about generosity and giving your time to others and giving your ear and do you talk too much Mm -hmm. Um. do you need to kind of you know step back and let someone else talk and mm-hmm. um yeah yoga's great it is and being,
1: <laughs> definitely you can't go on with being more mindful and um telling yourself you love yourself <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's what it,
0: that's where you, yoga takes you eventually yeah it does. you start off with the physical aspect of it and then you start to realize and that's why i'm bringing it in slowly into the classes mm-hmm. to show that it's not just the physical aspect of it like forget about what the postures are supposed to look like it's a way of living life Mm -hmm. um and it's not a religion it's not like you must do this or you're a bad person it's just be kind to yourself and to others
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely so in a nutshell love yourself and do yoga (laughs) Namaste. (laughs) namaste thanks lisa
0: you're welcome Kev.
1: Thanks so much for listening, I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, please leave me five stars on iTunes. That really helps me to get more exposure. The more exposure I get, the more ears I have, the more of these I can do, and hopefully you enjoy them. Next week I have with me Joe Pace of Ice Water Yoga. This is an online platform which is gonna hopefully give Yoga Glow and Aloe Moves a run for their money. So watch this space and tune in again next week every Thursday. Have a powerful week. Take care. Bye.